With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to John Com Report wherever you get your podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. I'm sure you guys are anxious to relive another loss in another bad season. Nikki, I think, and you can see if you're watching this on YouTube, you see Nikki Javala from the Washington Post here. Now you know if you're not watching. I don't know if that's the sound of crickets out in the audience right now, but my God. That was rough. Yeah, that was rough. So I guess we start with this one. They're four and seven now. We're at the inevitable point, aren't we? Right. Yeah, no, it definitely feels like that. I mean, they go to Dallas on a short week after that, and then they come home, host Miami, they get their long-awaited bye. But, I mean, this is this is brutal. This is definitely not what I expected coming into the season. I know, like, July is always the happiest time of the year for every team in the NFL, but I thought there was some real palpable optimism coming into the season. It has not panned out at all. I mean, you had the defense played well last year. Right. They yeah. added a first round pick and a second round pick. Yeah. And then they had a young quarterback they could feel they could build or you know, they they that may be able to at least help them. And you had all the positive vibes from the ownership. Yep. That feels like a year ago now. Light years ago. Yeah. I mean, the secondary has been the most baffling to me because I thought they were a, a decent group last year if they could, you know, get some more turnovers, eliminate some of the explosives. You know, I, I think they had a real shot and the moves they made in the offseason, um, you know, I questioned some of them, but I thought on paper they made that group deeper, mm-hmm. added more talent. They were young. You would think if they played well, you could keep them together for a while. It's it's been a disaster. Um, and it's not one person. It's the group as a whole. And it just it's been persistent mistakes week after week. Um in the, in other it's this is not all on them the uh, other groups have have contributed as well um but that one especially has been a little baffling i thought they'd be much better than they have well and part of it too is like they went to that we're going i'm going to get into some bigger picture stuff in a minute so i don't want to dig too deep into that because there's some much bigger topics to get to right away that people want to know about job security all that stuff but as far as that part goes too because we we're talking to Benjamin St. Just afterwards he's you know we're asking about more blown coverages because they've had multiple times of that this year which last year we thought ended with the with the benching of William Jackson so like the the zone match and that's a heavy communicative defense right, right. coverage system right? right and he was even saying you know it would probably be easier if we just stayed on our guy the whole time but in this defense you're exchanging you're talking yeah. on that and he's like, you know, it sounds like a shot at the system because it, he's like, we played right. and it is complex. So you wonder, like, at what point 
and I don't know where this team goes with that. Cause like, listen, man, it ain't changing. So I don't know, but like that to me is a surprise because last year they did it well. And now this year and they're not. Yeah. Right. So. And I, it just felt like communication has not been there. I mean, clearly guys are not on the same page. Otherwise these wouldn't be happening, but I'm not sure know, they're in the same book sometimes. Right. Exactly. It was interesting. I mean, you know, some of the, we asked some of the um, Giants players, you know, what do they see from the secondary? And Isaiah Hodgins said, you know, actually it was, they were in man quite a bit and we could run a lot of meshes and pick plays and kind of throw them off. And they, I mean, we've heard, we've heard the personnel and coaching staff in Washington talk a lot about how they love the length of their corners, which every team does, you know, you love that. It's just more ways to, to kind of knock the ball away. But the Giants said they tried to use that, try to turn it into a liability and, and rely more on quick game, which is harder to adjust when you're a bigger body. Um, so it's interesting to see how they found new ways to attack this defense after beating them the first time in a different manner. And, and it was, and and even with that, like part of the, with the, what they talk about the quickness with some of these guys with yeah. the length, yeah. like that's supposed to be a strength for St. Juice, but it, to me, it's like, it's the, like on the one, a couple of the long ones where it's like somebody clearly screws up. And then that's one where I think there's like, it could be man, but even in the situation where you motion to a certain formation. And again, I go back to why isn't that working? And we're digging a little bit deep on the minutia on that because they're, again, they're bigger picture topics here, but that is part of the problem here. And that is that, does that go back to, you know, did you, did you not have the personnel to play this? Are you not getting, are you, are you confusing personnel out there at times? Like that to me goes back to coaching. Right. Is it, is it poor personnel evaluation? Is it having the wrong players in this scheme? Is it not tailoring your scheme to the players, which kind of go hand in hand, you know, is it, is, are you not developing players? I would say it's probably a little bit of all of it, you know, Um, you don't, I mean, they are missing players. I think not having Derek Forrest hurts a lot, but they were making mistakes with Derek Forrest too. So, um, I think it's kind of all of the above, you know, it's not one side that, you know, warrants all the blame. It's, it's every side, coaches, players, you know, the personnel department, it's kind of a mess right now. And it's going to make for a long off season to do list for the new ownership. You did not put yourself on there. And I kind of give you some of the blame too. You know what? I'm innocent <laughs> here. I'm an angel. But so the coaches are the big thing, because that's what everybody wants to know. And I will say like after the game and Ron Revere's press conference, that's his, I thought last week looked like a gut punch for him and everybody else. Today was a, I think a harsh reality for where this is going for him. I mean, I, it felt like it was trying trending this way throughout the season. You know, I just always kind of held out. What if they made a late season push, but. Cause they have done that. They have done that. You know, it's kind of been the same trend for much of his four years here, but um you know, this one is just, it's hard to overcome. You know, the question now is, do you make an in-season change or do you ride it out and completely redo everything? Um, I I would not be surprised for some wholesale changes. Um, definitely in the off-season, we'll, we'll see what they decide in-season. But Yeah, and I think we all know where that's going right. at this point. I mean, it's four and seven. It's, you're not, you can't sell progress right. as a as a program. Right. Like you can say, like, if you want to say, Hey, you got the quarterback to develop. Right. Okay. Right. But you can't sell progress in the program when you're four and seven in this point, And you've lost to the giants twice and, and Chicago is. at home. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're one in four at home. All you hear is like, Oh, we need the fans to come out here. Right. The fans came they're, back. They're coming. You know, you got to deliver, you yeah. know, 
Yeah. And that, and, and to, to me, that's, that's what the new ownership passed away is the fans have come back. The fans have said, okay, fine. I'll give you a chance deliver. And they have not. So at some point, you know, making a change at this point is not going to salvage the season necessarily. It's not going to create a fix that they need for many reasons, but one of them being they just, that's not the way the staff is built. Unfortunately, there's not a, all right, maybe this guy will be better. There's no clear. Answer. There's no Antonio Pierce. Right. Right. I mean, a change in itself could spark improvement, but there's no guarantee with any of that. But at some point, do you reach that point where you need to change just out of respect to the fans? You know, it's like, you don't want to do anything just to appease outsiders, but the fans came back. Like they're not delivering. It's not working the way it's going. Do we need to change just to, you know, and I acknowledge think, what's going on. And, you know, I think we've all, like all along, it's been, you want to give them the year, you want right. to give them the year. Right. And I understand that completely right. because you want to judge them on your merits, not like, okay, well, this guy worked for a crazy owner the last few sure. years and in crazy situation. I get it. But I think the hard part is, again, going back to your point, is who then takes over? Right. Well, you're not putting Jack Del Rio in charge because that defense has been abysmal. Right. And then the only guy in offense would be Eric Bieniemy. And I think there's a reluctance there, too. And part of it is, and see what you like, with, not just what you hear, but you, part of it is like, the guy, if they want to truly see what Sam Howell can do, keep the offensive stack. Really, that's what the season becomes. Forget the fans are going to get their wish. At this point, you're going to get your wish at the end of the season. So then it becomes like, what do you really want to see right. Sam Howell get better? So and what's the best way? Seeing the whole team that takes him away some from Sam Howell. And like, a lot from this is where I agree with Ron Rivera that the priority should be the quarterback at this point. I mean, their chances of making the playoffs are slim to none at this point. Not totally out of it, slim to none. You know, they could win out. It's not looking good. It's not looking great. Um, so, I mean, you got to make the most of what you have. And, and to me, this is really where you really need to take stock of your inventory, see what you really have in these guys. I mean, I, you know, get more time for the young players that they may not have much option, especially on defensive end at this point, but you know, this is, I mean, you got, you can yeah. see, you know, like see, are there any young linemen right. in this system right. who could help you down the road? Because right now you look at that line, you go, you need several new starters period. And even with, but with the enemy part too, that, you know, when you hear, you, you know, I'm not sure that, I think if you want to see what he can do, the best thing to do is leave him in his spot. Let him grow and develop as a play caller so you get a feel there. And I think, you know, I think you're putting him in that spot now becomes an, you're not setting up for success. You're coming up with a brutal part of the schedule. So is it really going to, is it, it's not going to show what you want to see if you want, if that's the guy you want. Yeah. Yes. And no. And like, I feel like with every, every argument, there's, there's an obvious counter, right? Like, yes, it's that would take away from the offense and Sam Howell. But if they bring on an offensive minded coach anyway, they're not going to keep the enemy. Correct. Like, Correct. so like this could be his one opportunity to show what he has as an interim head coach. So there's a, there's a, this, but then there's this, you know, a counter to, to every argument in, in every situation, whether it's firing somebody, not firing somebody, you know, moving up EB, keeping him where he is, you know, even, even in going to like, a less disruptive change of making like Nate Katzer, the interim head coach, because that would create the least amount of right. disruption to the offense and defense. Um, there's always, if this, it's a there hard is. thing to weigh for the it is. It is. It is. It is. 
That's what you take on when you buy this. New it is. And I think the other part, he did say, again, we've all heard that they give the staff the year. Right. And if you want to stick to that, and I know, right. you know, how does it, if you go and do it now, what's the perception outside here? Now, exactly. I, that's a big thing. I think it is a big thing. Yeah. If you, if you make that move now, is the next guy who's coming in going to think, oh man, if I don't perform well in 10 games, should I be looking over my back? I, Ownership is very aware of that, and they they don't want that to be the perception. They're going to give you time. They're not going to let it drag out, but they're, they they want to make it clear that they're just not going to, like, meddle and be all over them if something happens. Because this could take time. I mean, it has taken time. It's taken longer than anybody expected, but, like, you know, it's starting anew again. And, and I don't know – I don't mean to be – downplay how bad it's been and how – for fans, how badly they want something yeah. better. And yeah. I think, listen, everybody wants better. Terry McClellan, so we're talking afterwards, they all want better. Like, these are the, those are the ones, like, this is, when you see Ron Rivera after the game like that, this is not, like, an easy thing for him. This is your, you get a ton of money. I get that. But nobody wants this. Everybody wants to do something, right? So, you know, you don't want to be flippant or dismiss all that. But, like, my other part is, Again, at the end of the year, the way it's going, you're going to get your wish. So what's what what's going to be accomplished now by doing it? It's a short term pain. And so, like, there is there a long term? I don't want to say gain by it because, but again, I do think it goes back to. I remember early in the year talking to some people who represent coaches, and they're like, you know, they they would take it in a not in a positive way. However they're also going to judge it on their own merits too. And like, you can also make the case like in Josh Harris could say, listen, I brought you on board. I didn't, this I inherited. Right. So that's always it. But I do think there's, like you said, there's a pro and a con. Um, it does, you know, I still think we're not there, yep. but um, you know, who knows, who knows. You didn't what, want to buy a week, Johnny. Who knows? <laughs> right. Right. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows where it's going to go? And like, that's the problem is that, if something happens, like I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I don't know. I don't, we don't know. And so I, and I, you want to be respectful when talking about this because it is people's livelihoods right. and you yeah. don't want to, you can't run out there and yeah. act a certain way right. in, in our roles. And so I don't even, you know, it's hard to sometimes fully talk about it. Right. However, it's the thing that's out there. Right. It's a, it's a fair question at this yeah. point. It's been a fair question for a, a while, but even more so right now is it's because I feel like they're kind of at, a crossroads. I mean, and we, we knew that coming into this game, you lose to a team like this, then, you know, all bets are off. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
The Adventure Park at Sandy Springs Holiday Sale is here. Save 30% or more on climbing and zip lining gift certificates, season passes, axe throwing packages, and more. Our families have enough stuff. This year, give the gift of experience and adventure. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, there is something for everyone. Visited already this year? The courses evolve with the trees around them so each experience has something new to offer. Named Best Amusement Park in the DMV two years in a row, this is an opportunity you won't want to miss. This is their biggest sale of the year and purchases never expire. While the sale runs until Christmas Day, the earlier you buy, the bigger the savings. The perfect gift for families, coworkers, and friends alike is waiting for you at www.theadventurepark.com slash kind. That's www.theadventurepark.com slash kind. And that's K-E-I-M. I still, you know, I, I, I'd say, I don't know how you do this, but we've seen this team enough to know, like, well, I know how it does it. When you turn the ball over five times or whatever it is, you six. Yeah, you don't win. You don't win. I mean, and and even when you get nine sacks, you can't beat, even if it's Tommy DeVito on the other side. Yeah. And that's, but, you know, it just, it's hard to believe like, okay, you lose to Chicago. Yeah. That felt like one of the worst losses I've seen here. Yeah. How do you compare this one to that one? I would say this is the worst loss in Ron Rivera's tenure here. And why and do you say this one is worse than that? Because I think this, because of what's at stake, I mean, this is, for one, this is a two and eight team with a third string quarterback that nobody had heard of really um, three weeks ago. And suddenly he looks like Brock Purdy out here because of the way the defense is playing. Um, they beat themselves, the commanders, but also what's at stake. You know, there's a new owner. You're four and six coming in at home. It's at home in front of a packed crowd. You have to win this game. This is a there's there's no you have to win this game, you know, and it should not have been a struggle to win this game. Instead, they get blown out. But you know, it's funny because once they had that first turn of like, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, you knew right then. It's like, now it's going to be a struggle because now you, you leads to points. Now you're behind again. And that's like every single time they play this team, get out. Okay. Early turnover, fall behind, can't recover. It's wash, rinse, repeat. Even But even this time they didn't even put on a decent showing in the second half to try to climb back. Like it was, it was not, yeah, it was. It was bad. So we've gotten the coach up. Sam Howell's the other one. Yeah. So what is, we know the numbers, few picks. Game. I'm not going to so, go so far as to say it was a setback because I don't think it can be that granular. Just, and I don't right. think he can take a step forward in one game. I think it's a longer trend that you're looking for. I mean, he's, this is what his 12th NFL game. I mean, I still think like we asked Joe Theismann um, before the game, what do you, how long do you think you need to see what a quarterback has in his full potential? And even he said a full season, like we haven't even gotten that from Sam Howell. So I still think there's, there's a lot of promising stuff there. Um, I don't, he didn't have a good game, but he also didn't fumble the ball three times and he didn't allow all those big completions and coverage too. So there was, it was myriad factors that led to this one. Um, I don't want to excuse sort of the things that he did. Like if you're going to throw the ball away, that's the second time he's been picked off trying to do that. Like, come on. Um, but I, I, I 
I'm not going to go so far as to say it was a setback just because I don't think it would be a step forward in one game. I don't think you can kind of do that in this league. And I think you're right. Like there's never like this linear path. It's always a, what do you take from this game and how do you change it? What do you build on and go from there? And clearly like he does well against the Eagles. He doesn't do as well against the Giants style of defense. And even like some of the plays that we saw against new England or even Seattle, some of those big time plays, the, Oh my gosh, the improv plays. They didn't work out today because one, he just throws up for grabs, a Hail right. Mary. And then the other one, like you say, trying to throw it away. And yeah. it, it looks like it's, it looks like it's almost a perfect pass to it Logan. Just, it just looked like it was lofted there. It looks, it was like slow motion and watching it, you know, in real time. I'm just like, dude, put some, put some. And, I, behind and, and I think that's the hard part is in some of those situations. I don't know that he could. And that was the hard part. And even like the first one, looks like you got to lead Diami a little bit more. I don't know why Logan Thomas was in that area too. That didn't, I, I somebody messed up miss for not following up on that one. I just had bigger questions. There were were bigger things, but when you're looking at how, like sometimes the difference is, are you, where are you leading him with the ball? And and I don't know that necessarily was the necessarily the issue there, but typically you're going to throw it to the open area and let him run over. Um, so it's just like that's the difference between sometimes a great play and a not so great play. And but I agree with you. Like I don't sit there and judge and say, "Oh my gosh, did he take a step back?" You can't because it's all you you take it all and you put it at the end of the year and say, "Where is he at?" Right. And my but my God, Nikki, they've got you know now you got a pass rush Thursday, Micah Parsons, then you get the Dolphins, then you get well, I guess you get Aaron Donald the Rams, but I mean there's some tough defenses coming up for him. So we're going to get a really good measure. But the problem is, I don't even want to say that because like sometimes there's one play where Chris Paul just gets drilled through by yeah. Dexter Lawrence yeah. and then Sam Howell's got to run for his life and you're running around defense defenders. Right. I don't, you know, it's, it's hard to fully measure in that case. Right. That's what I'm saying. There, there's so many variables at stake here and there's so many bad plays from multiple contributors. I mean, like how many games is, Charles Little had a false start. Um, but I <laughs> it's just a lot. Um, I'm more worried about the defense though. Like I, you know, I I don't mean to give Sam Hell a pass on this, but I just think their defense, I mean, it's it's not inexplicable, but it's you know, they can't keep making these plays. And I, I'm not sure that they fully grasp what's going on. Some of the younger players, like it's it's bad. You can't let up these these explosive plays and expect to win. Right. You know, the turnovers are one thing. I feel like a six turnover game is a rare occasion, but these explosives have been an issue since year one. You know, it's you, you got to clean these up at a certain point. And, and I'll say five because when they when they're in the game, like the last one that that ends the game, right. they turn it over five times and still yeah. have the ball with the chance to win, yeah. which tells you how bad the it's, Giants are. Yeah, they had they had like that six rushing yards until like near the end of the second quarter. I mean, it's insane. I mean, they had a half of the first downs that Washington had. They were getting outgained and we're still winning. It's just, it's crazy, but. But it's like, you know, but you fumble, all those fumbles just kill them. The second half fumble, just like, it just, it's never ending with this team, but they find every week new ways to lose. And it's why when, listen, when you're four and seven, it's not hard to, Sometimes it's hard. It's like, how did they get here? Well, now it's it's easy to see how they got here because they're right. They're not a good team, period. And that's I think maybe to me, that's the most disappointing thing for this season is that, you know, I thought they I thought it was like an eight or nine win team. 
you know, and so I guess they could still get yeah. there, but yeah. I mean, but like, but I didn't think it would be, I didn't think they'd lose to Chicago, New York, and the New York oh, yeah. twice. I mean, they, they play well against teams. They should get, I guess, technically defeated. Like they could easily get blown out too. And then they just come unraveled against these teams that they should handedly and, defeat in my mind, you know, that, which means it would be a classic Washington thing to go and win on Thanksgiving. And people will say, Miami, yeah, I'm like, like yeah. Hey, why where was this against these yeah. bad teams? Yeah. But that's yeah. it. And they're planning on that. Yeah, Nikki. So I don't know where else to go with this one, because like we, the big thing is coaching. And then again, like if nothing's happening there and then, so yeah. I think for people who want that, you're just going to have to say like, listen, at the end of the year, this, we're certainly trending there. And so you'll get, yeah. you know, but, but again, like right now, who knows? And, yeah, and to wait and see. And the fun thing is there's six games left. So how about that? That's going to be fun. It's going to be a Great. fun December, December to remember. Be, uh, yes. Frequent. Yeah. Frequently visiting Starbucks over those next six weeks to get through. There we go. Anyways, Nikki, thanks a lot as always for coming on. Thanks to you for joining me. I'll be back, I guess on Tuesday with the film review of this great game. How about that? And then Tuesday night with Bram Weinstein, the voice of the commander, 7.30, live stream Eastern time. We're now in a therapy Tuesday, but I think it's gonna be like a therapy season. So anyways, thanks a lot for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time.